Empowering the Future. Diversity and inclusion are important building blocks for fostering innovation and organizational growth. In this podcast on Meal Champions, Ms. Liz Fan, co-founder of Women's Network and global CMO, Tufsud, is in discussion with Niranjan Nakani, CEO of ASEAN, South Asia, Middle East and Africa region, Tufsud, on gender diversity, the value it brings to a diverse region, and aspects that will assist women professionals to reach their full potential. This is Stephanie handing over to Liz, the moderator for this episode. A very warm welcome from all of us at the Tufsud Women's Network, and a big thank you for participating in the interview today. This forms part of a series we are running for the Women's Network entitled Male Champions of Tufsud where we get to hand the stage to the men in leadership positions who actively support and champion women in the organization to give us their views on gender diversity and inclusion at Tufsud. So without further ado, let's get started, Niranjan. A warm welcome to our male champion interview series. So my first question to you is, you've been a mentor for us in our Women's Network Grassroots program. Could you share a little more about the experience with me and tell me about one key learning you have derived from this experience? Hi, Liz. As always, it's wonderful to have a discussion with you. Now, coming to a question about uh, one significant learning from mentoring women, I have done mentoring for high potential programs like CHAMP and JUMP, along with the Women's Network. Out of six mentees uh, I had, five were women. Each of these mentoring sessions were different and a learning and growing experience in itself. So it's very difficult to single out one key experience. But one thing that I experienced through these mentoring sessions is the power of being heard and the art of listening to the people really, really empowers you. It also helps you to build trust and a sense of belongingness, which is absolutely necessary, especially in mentor-mentee relationship. When we talk about mentoring of women professionals from grassroots level, the opportunity to hear the challenges that she experiences, both professionally and personally, broadens the understanding. And it will certainly help to design the work environment and experiences, which will ultimately support them to reach to their full potential. I hope, Liz, that I answered your question and highlighted the value mentoring adds to both the mentor and the mentee. Thanks very much, Niranjan. So my next question is this. Many of the mentors I have spoken to have said that they have learned as much from their mentees as their mentees have learned from them. I would term this reverse mentoring. Is this something that you have experienced yourself from your Women's Network mentee? Absolutely, Liz. It's a learning process for both the mentee as well as the mentor. Expanding your perspective, learning different and new skills is very, very important in this dynamic, fast-changing world we live in. Reverse mentoring is one such approach that not only ensures knowledge transfer, but also helps to build an environment of trust, driving culture change, as well as inclusiveness. Thank you very much, Niranjan. Having worked with you myself for over 10 years, I know that you have so many interesting insights and so much experience and I'm quite sure that you're able to really impart that valuable knowledge to the women you've mentored. So let's move on to the next question which is given your experience why do you think supporting men and women is valuable for you in the ASMIA region which comprises Southeast Asia, South Asia and Middle East Africa? 
Liz, I'm so proud to work with this most diverse region, ASMIA. Like you rightly mentioned, including Singapore and other ASEAN countries, South Asia, which is basically for us right now, India and Bangladesh, the whole of Middle East and Africa. So you can imagine that this region is so vast, approximately 50% of the world's landmass, 50% of the world's population, and more than probably more than 2000 languages. So great diversity makes me very, very happy to work with this region. I personally also believe that your question has a stress on and. You know, your question was men and women. So let me explain my perspective on that. I would say here that uh, getting different perspectives, different thinking hats is very important. Diversity in gender, culture, ethnicity provides you with a diverse outlook, helping you to make informed decisions and also a critical aspect of fostering innovation. I do believe that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Hence, together as a team, they are certainly stronger. And I see this around me all the time. I will also bring to attention a very important factor about the balance in nature. In nature or in business, balance is the key. Therefore, supporting gender or for that matter, any aspect of diversity is a must. So in general, I would say that supporting men and women in your team builds trust. It brings in sense of belonging. It brings in collaboration, networking, and all these synergized efforts will bring in the desired results. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing those thoughts, Naranjan. So it's really about being inclusive, right? Not one or the other, but really working inclusively together. Hence why we at Tufsuda are really moving towards the direction of gender and inclusiveness in everything that we do. And I think you're a real role model for that. So my thanks to you on behalf of the Women's Network. So moving on to the next question, moving on to a slightly more challenging topic, I have to say. What do you personally consider to be the biggest challenge or roadblock for talented female colleagues in this organization? Society is hardwired in believing that a woman is solely accountable to maintain a work-life balance and that she needs to always prioritize family requirements. And that's where I see that the opportunities versus work-life balance many times takes a toll, especially on women. Especially this part of the world in Asia, we find this very, very often that women are expected to do multiple roles. I can give you one recent example of COVID. It is a very good example where we see that a lot of women professionals had to take sabbatical from their work to take care of their kids requirement. So this is where I think that we need to change at grassroots level. We must teach our daughters to dream big and become leaders and teach our sons to support women if she has the appetite. Of course, that's very important that appetite has to be there. Then I would say that there are also many roadblocks a woman has to face, like industry-specific bias, perception, unconscious bias, imposter syndrome, because of the culture and upbringing. And also, gender stereotypes is another one. So I, I really appreciate the leadership of Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister, who is making every possible effort to make New Zealand an equal society? I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think Jacinda is a really interesting and very powerful example to many women across the, the world as to what you can achieve. And she's also a mother. So um, when I speak to women within the Women's Network, one thing they often raise to me is the challenge they face in not just, you know, 
being in the organization and the things that you've just talked about, but how do they move forward? So my question is, what challenges do you think women are facing when willing to move forward within the organization? Ambitious women who want to get on. What would the challenges be? And do you have any advice for them? Thanks, Liz, for asking me this very good question. I have already talked about challenges before, and I think we need to address these issues at a grassroots level, keeping basically two aspects in mind. Number one, create an environment of equal opportunities, and second, building competency. So I would like to repeat here that there are two factors which are very, very important. One is to create an environment of equal opportunities, and second is to building competencies. So we must have an encouraging environment for women to continue working, especially after parenthood and taking up challenging roles. So I think that there's always limitation to access to big key opportunities that helps a woman showcase talent, especially at the initial stages of the career, which are limited in my opinion. So if you read the blog by Indra Nui, the ex-CEO of PepsiCo, one really understands the complexities involved in that. So the key is to provide equal opportunities as such, the most important is to work on the processes that would create an equal opportunity right from the beginning. And let me explain that a little bit in more details. I would say that there is a lot of talk going on on the gender equality, but the gender equality is an outcome or a consequence. But in order to make this happen, the processes have to be worked upon to create a level playing field. And let me repeat that, it's just not about talking the gender equality, but the processes which actually help to create a level playing field. So I've always seen that opportunities should be given to all, you know, and this is very, very important. It's not about just men and women here, but opportunities should be given to all irrespective of gender, background, and other parameters. Once this is addressed, it will drive the culture of competency-based career trajectory. The one who delivers moves ahead is as simple as that. So we need to create a level playing field and a culture that values competency more than anything else. And Liz, I believe that you also asked about uh, some advice on this. Here is my quick five tips to the women. Uh, first and foremost, I would say, believe in yourself. This is the most important thing. Then stay focused. Always helps if you stay focused. Be assertive, invest in yourself. And this investing in yourself, maybe skilling or reskilling, this is applicable to all, whether it's men or women. And last but not least, I would say, do not shy away from asking for challenging roles. And this is very, very important. So I hope, Liz, that I could give some good perspective on what. Absolutely, Niranjan. I think it was extremely helpful and insightful in sharing your thoughts around this these topic, the challenges that women are facing, and your insights and experience within the Asmir region. So I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, number one, for being a male champion, for um, you know raising your hand and being willing to be a mentor within our program, and for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Liz. It was wonderful talking with you. I just like to remind all listeners that all our episodes will be made available on our website. You can also subscribe to our podcast channel across all major streaming platforms. Thank you once again for listening and we look forward to catching up with you on Tooth Soon's episode of Powering the Future.